come with the good news the good news that Jesus is alive and he is here now, we are not talking about a concept or a philosophy or a religious agenda we are talking about a person a person who is alive a person who is alive and because he is alive my life cannot remain the same because he is alive our lives cannot remain the same our reality cannot remain the same jesus said i am the way i am the truth he said i am the absolute reality you know we are all living in a reality that we have created for ourselves right you're all living in a reality where we are the boss of that reality where we are the queen king and the queens of that reality and how is that working out for you how is that really working out for us we are the center of our universe we are the center of our reality everything revolves around us right everything but how is that really working out when jesus said i am the way the truth he is talking about i am the reality the absolute reality the most superior reality that you can ever encounter and the only way that you can access that reality which we call the kingdom of god is by submitting to him is saying that i who is the ruler of my reality i am going to give up my throne i am going to give up my crown i am going to give up control and i am going to let jesus be the king of my life that's the first that's the first thing many i'm saying that's the first and the most important thing if you want to experience the kingdom if you want to experience the reality of the kingdom you have to let the king reign in your life why why is there is there a contradiction in our life when you know when you read the bible the kingdom of god shows you a reality that is far much greater than anything that you have seen but you don't see that in your own life why is there a contradiction today i want to encourage you let that contradiction not let that contradiction not condemn you but let it inspire you let it challenge you let it pick you up from that state of blindness let it awaken in you that there is so much more for me that there's so much more for us who are the children of god and it happens when we submit to jesus when we ask him to rule over our lives to rule over our hearts amen can i say this the holy spirit is very gentle so he will not force it upon you the holy spirit is very gentle he will not force it upon you but if you and me in humility surrender to the leading of the holy spirit his holy spirit this holy spirit is overcoming is overpowering is overwhelming is overflowing that it can absolutely overtake your circumstances to a point that in a day or two in a month or two you will not see the difference but when years pass by and you look back and you see my goodness where was i where am i today i can't even relate to that person who i was one year ago why because the holy spirit has completely as he has transformed you from within he has transformed your circumstances can i say this can i 
challenge you if your circumstances are still the same that is because you have not transformed because your circumstances are dependent on your transformation we are asking god god change my circumstances change my circumstances but we don't want to be transformed by his power and his love and his grace you really want your circumstances to change it cannot happen unless you and me are transformed that's why jesus said seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness because when we seek first his kingdom it begins to transform us internally first and when it begins to transform us internally it cannot be that your circumstances remain the same it cannot be it cannot be David says like this in Psalms 23 verse 6 he says surely goodness and mercy shall follow me surely he's a sure surely there's no doubt there's absolutely no doubt surely goodness and mercy shall follow me in fact that word follow is a more aggressive word which means hunt me down surely his mercy his goodness will hunt me down as i dwell in the house of the lord that's the key as you dwell in the house of the lord surely goodness and mercy shall follow us we are not meant to pursue these things we are not meant to pursue success we are not meant to pursue growth and prosperity we are not meant to pursue all of that these things are meant to be added that's why the word of god says the blessings of god does not add sorrow you know why we are sorrowful because somewhere we are pursuing them and when we get them you know it just adds sorrow it adds pressure to our lives but the blessings of god does not add sorrow seek ye first his kingdom seek ye first his kingdom today i just want to talk to you about above all else comma god above all else god turn with me to colossians chapter 1 verse 17 and 18 This is talking about Jesus and he is before all things and in him all things hold together and he is the head of the body the church he is the beginning the firstborn from the dead that in everything he might be preeminent say with me that in everything he might be preeminent did you know that everything in creation everything that has been created has been designed in a way to exalt jesus everything in creation everything that you see has been designed to exalt jesus so anything in your life that is not exalting jesus that is in rebellion you will not see growth in that area because it has been designed to exalt jesus everything everything is created to exalt jesus see just imagine with me you're you're sailing on a boat right it, this boat does not have a motor or anything so it it is completely dependent on the wind now if the boat is aligned towards the direction of the wind it is effortless it's just effortless life just moves on boat just moves on effortlessly but if the boat wants to go against the direction of the wind do you see the resistance see for some of you you feel like god is against you god is not against you god is for you but you are rebellious 
you're not in the flow of the wind that is flowing in your life. Because you're against that flow, because you're against the move of God, you just feel like God is resisting you. In fact, if you just align yourself, if you just humble and just change your alignment and you will feel everything is effortless. See, we are called for effortless living, guys. We are called for effortless living without any stress, without any care about the future. We are called for effortless living because He is the owner of our lives. We're just stewards. Every time you take ownership of this life, you become pressured into taking care of this. But when you realize that you and me are just stewards and He is the owner, He takes the pressure off. You know why submission is so beautiful? Submission is beautiful because it takes the pressure off of you to back yourself up. When I, for example, if I submit to somebody, now I no longer have the pressure to back myself. Because the person whom I have submitted to, he has to back me. See, when a policeman stops a big truck, he just shows his hand and the big truck has to stop. It's because it's not just the policeman, it's, it's the authority that is back. It's the authority that is backing the policeman. So even though the policeman is small, even though he's thin, you know, he looks powerless, doesn't matter. Look at the authority that is backing him up. And the authority that is backing him up is because he is submitted to an authority. That's why the captain who comes to Jesus, he says, my servant is sick. My servant is sick. Can you heal him? And Jesus says, yes, I'll come. He says, you don't have to come because I know authority. I'm a man of authority. Because I'm under submission, I understand authority. Because I'm under submission, I also understand that when I tell my servants to go there, servants to come, they do it exactly as I say. So you don't need to do anything. You just say the word. I know it will be done. And Jesus marveled. What kind of man is this? He understands authority. You cannot understand authority if you can't understand submission. You cannot understand authority if you can't understand submission. I really want to challenge you guys. If you're not walking in authority, could it be that you're walking in rebellion? Kids, children who throw tantrums, who are rebellious, they're never given authority unless they learn to submit. Amen. I have no idea what I'm preaching, okay? But I believe that the Lord is leading us. Amen. Above all else, God. To keep God first. To give Him the preeminence. You know, in the book of Revelation, Jesus tells the seven churches, he, one of them, He tells them, return to your first love. Because He is our first love, but return to Him. Give Him preeminence. When when you put him, when you give him priority, nothing else comes even close to that level. Amen. I know we have so much in our lives, so much of agenda, so much of task and you know, so much to look forward for. But today can I challenge you, if you can just keep everything aside and let Jesus be the focus. Because he's the expression of the invisible God. If Jesus can take that preeminence in your life. I'm saying all of these things that you have to do. I'm not saying you have to be completely ignorant. But when you give him priority. When you make him the focus. All of these things. You see 
how they will follow you they will not rule over you they will rule under you you will rule over them i'm just i'm just asking you think about those areas that are ruling your life is it relationship is it emotions is it sickness is it health is it finances any area of your life that is ruling over you is because in that area you have not submitted yourself to god you're still trying to rule that area with your capacity rule that area with the wisdom and knowledge that you think you have but the very moment you submit yourself to god that's why james says submit yourselves to god and resist the devil you cannot resist the devil unless you have submitted to god the moment you submit to god my goodness things begin to move things begin to change amen submit to god guys making him make him your priority i'm just saying look at how you spend your daily life okay from monday to friday yes sunday we are in church yes all is good spiritual but monday to friday or monday to saturday look at your life how do you spend your time think about it how much time do you actually spend for god for his kingdom for the his purposes see god is not demanding your time let me just say that okay and god is not if you don't pray i will not bless you he's not like that but tell me something you know my wife gives me a lot of freedom she gives me a lot of freedom and the space for me to hang out with the boys to play games with them and you know just also at times she gives me the freedom to be responsible but does that mean when i come back home knowing that she loves me is the reason why she's doing that does that mean that i have the license to take it for granted shouldn't that knowledge shouldn't that knowledge of just knowing how much she loves me shouldn't that inspire me to love her even at least 50% of what she's loving me shouldn't shouldn't i make some initiative you know what this entire week i was with the boys man i haven't spent time with my wife i need to take her out she's not demanding that from me she's not complaining about it but don't you think don't you think i as a husband should do that and i'm and i'm asking you you know god does not demand time from you but don't you think if you have encountered his love if you know his love don't you think you and me should spend time with him should spend time with him take out time in our daily schedule and prioritize him don't you think can i say this any theology any doctrine that comforts you in this condition that you are and does not encourage you to pray please be careful because when i see in the bible forget the old testament when i see in the bible the new testament you you look you read the life of jesus he was praying he was praying he was the son of god why did he have to pray he was the son of god why was he praying the entire nights there's something about prayer it was not that god will not do something but i want him he said i cannot do anything all that i do i do is seeing what he is doing to live in such a sink which is so dependent on him that you are like i don't want to get to my office unless i have my 
quiet time with him. That since I'm not asking you to be late to office, okay? Please understand what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying, like Moses said, you know, Lord, I am not going to leave unless you come with me. See, it's not like the Lord is not there with you, but in our conscious mind to take out, take out time because as we're living in this world, we are living in this physical body. Yes, there are things that we are learning unintentionally. We are learning things. There are st stupid and irrelevant and useless stuff that we are learning constantly through our these five senses, through our eyes, through our ears. We are constantly learning. And to detox from all of that, we need God's presence. To be in a reality where you recognize that you are seated with Jesus. You're far above all powers. You're far above all principalities. This devil that is trying to pull you down. This devil that is trying to discourage you. He is not even there in your level. But for you to experience that reality, it is not enough for you to just talk doctrine and theology. You have to spend time in his presence so that his presence will rub on you. His presence will rub on you. His presence will rub on you. And then you become like him. Any relationship that you, you have, I'm telling you, the person whom you are in close proximity with, they will start rubbing on you. Their nature will start rubbing on you. Their character, their, their, the strength that they have, it will start rubbing on you. It will. That's why when you and me spend time in the presence of God, See, Moses, when he was spending time in the presence of God, his face was shining. God was rubbing off on him. Amen. Let me show you a verse. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 4. If then you have been raised with Christ, Paul talks Paul starts the statement with an if. Okay? Why? Because it's not everybody. He says, if, then. What's the answer to that? Are you? Have you been raised with Christ? Are you sure? Okay, then this is for you. Seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Paul is saying, seek the things that are above. Don't seek the things that are below. Why? Because you are raised with Christ and you're seated with Christ. That is where your position is. Do you know why we live such disoriented lives? Because even though our spirit is seated with Christ at the right hand of God, our spirit is seated in heaven. Why we are living such disoriented life is most times because of the body that's living on the physical earth, the body is so much used to this reality that is seen this temporal reality that is visible we are so used to this visible reality that we are really unaware of the invisible reality that is much greater than this visible reality paul says in second corinthians chapter 4 he says this visible reality the physical reality that you see is temporary the invisible reality is a permanent reality your permanent position is with christ your permanent position is far above all powers and principalities nothing can change that but 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 if you want to change your earthly experience you have to Bring that reality into the earthly realm that you're living in. If you're not, if you don't do that, 
you will always be seated far above all powers and principalities, but you can live poor, rejected, depressed. Why? Because Paul is saying, seek the things that are above. Seek the things that are above. Have a heavenly perspective in everything that you do. And my friends, it cannot happen unless you spend time in the presence of God. It cannot happen. Because we're not just talking about theology and doctrine. They are important because that's the first place how we begin our journey, theology and doctrine. But if you want the taste of that reality, you have to taste the King. You have to taste the Holy Spirit. You have to taste His presence. And that can only happen when you and me wait on the Lord. You sit and you wait on the Lord. Lord, move in me. Move in this place. Move in my family. I am done. I will not be satisfied. I'll not be satisfied. Change my reality. I'll not be satisfied. I am not doing this because I'm condemned. I'm doing this because I'm challenged. I'm challenged in my heart to see what you have for me. I am not going to be satisfied for you have blessed the fruit of my womb. For you have blessed. You have blessed my basket. You have blessed my kneading bowl. You have blessed my coming in and going out. You have blessed everything that I do. For your word says that I will not borrow. I will lend to nations for you have blessed me. You are overtaking blessings, will overtake me. I will not be condemned. I will not be satisfied in the level of glory that I am in because you have called me to move from glory to glory. Glory to glory. Don't get complacent. Don't get complacent. Whatever is frustrating you, let that become a prayer. Whatever is causing you to be desperate. Let that become a prayer. Let that become a prayer so that you can you can receive them first in the Lord. You can receive them in the Lord. That's what Paul says so beautifully. If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your mind on things that are above. Set your mind because your spirit is there, set your mind. Set your mind. Whatever reality that you are experiencing right now depends on where your mind is. If your mind is in heaven, you will experience heavenly reality. If your mind is on earth, you will experience the earthly reality. That's why he says, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Verse 3, why? For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. For you have died. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. Can I tell you, for our lives to be hidden with Christ is such a privilege. Because I don't have, the, I don't have to take the responsibility of fighting the de demons, the devils, the things that are coming against me. I don't have to do that because my life is hidden with Christ. The day I said, Lord, you are the Lord of my life. I submit to you. My life is hidden. So it's okay. It's okay if people don't acknowledge you. It's okay if people are, are coming against you. It's okay because your life is hidden with Christ. The one who is hiding you, he'll take responsibility. Look at verse 4. It says, when Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Paul is saying, when you hide yourself in Christ, 
and you see that Christ is appearing in that aspect, Christ is appearing in those dimensions. When you hide yourself in Christ in the area of finances and you see how Christ is appearing in that area of finances, you will also appear with him in glory. Is it emotions that you're struggling with? Not able to contain them? Find Christ. Hide yourself in Christ. Because when Christ is revealed, you will also appear with him in glory. What a beautiful thing. This is purely talking about submission. Paul is saying, if you can submit yourself to Jesus in that aspect which you're struggling, when you see him being revealed, you will appear with him in glory. Before that, you were struggling. Before that, you're trying to fight. You're trying to make it work. You're trying to somehow get it done. But the moment you take a step back and you say, Lord, I submit to you. You are the Lord of my life. Just take over. And then when you see him appear in that dimension, you see yourself glorious. You walk with your heads lifted up. You don't care about what people are talking about you. You don't care about what the society says. You don't care about what is happening around you because you know it in the deepest of your heart. You know your spirit has convinced you that the Lord has taken over. You are seeing the King of glory. Who can stop the King of glory? No gates. There are no gates that can stop the King of glory. All gates have to be lifted. All doors have to be lifted. Amen. I just want to bless you with this and end this. Do you know why God wants to bless you? Alvin was reading us from Deuteronomy 28. And so many blessings of God. He just says, Lord, I'll bless you, I'll bless you, I'll bless you. Do you know why God wants to bless you today? Do you know why God wants to bless you? Because if you understand this, this is a secret of you. You experiencing that blessing of God wherever you go. If you understand why God wants to bless you, you will not lack anywhere you go. Your, your promised land will be the land where you stand in. Are you hearing me? Do you know why God wants to bless you? God wants to bless you to be a blessing. Please understand that. God wants to bless you to be a blessing because that's why Jesus said in Matthew 5 16 he says in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven when they see your good works they're not just giving glory to you they're giving glory to God God wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing some of us are experiencing blessing in spurts in some season, in other season, we are not experiencing that is because we haven't aligned ourselves in the purposes of God to be a blessing. Can I share something that I've learned? The Lord told Ishmael, in fact, he told Abraham about Ishmael. He said, I will bless him. I will bless him. He will be blessed. That was the promise he gave to Ishmael. And if you look at just at the face value of what he told Abraham, it just feels like it's the same thing what the Lord blessed Abraham. But with Abraham, he said, I will build a covenant with you. I'll make a covenant with you. And you shall be a blessing. Do you want to be blessed or do you want to be a blessing? Think about it. 
Do you just want to be a blessed, you know, blessed vessel, Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me, or do you want to become a channel of His blessing where His source of blessing flows through you? See, the covenant of Abraham is so powerful that you see Israelites, the Jews, wherever they are, they are prospering, right? Wherever they go, they do well. They can go to any part of the desert, any part of the wilderness or any part of the island. They will do so well. Why? Because it's a covenant of God that said, I'll make a covenant with you where you will be a blessing. Your offspring will bless nations. That's the covenant of God to Abraham. But to Ishmael, he said, I'll bless you. That's why their lands are blessed. The moment they get out of the land, they don't experience the blessing. Why? Because they are not the channel of blessing. They are blessed. They are blessed in that land. They are blessed in that place. What do you want? Do you want the blessings of God or do you want to become a blessing? If you want just blessings of God and just live your own life, I'm telling you, there is blessings of God that will follow. There is a certain level of blessing. But if you want to go beyond from one glory to another, you have to move from the place, Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me, to a place, Lord, I want to be a blessing. I want to be a blessing. Wherever I go, I want to be a blessing. Wherever, where, wherever I put my foot in, I want to be a blessing. Let your people see the work of your hands through my life. I want to become the channel of your presence. I want to become the channel of your blessing. I want to glorify you. I want to become the channel of you being glorified. Do you want to be blessed or do you want to be a blessing? If you want to be a blessing, you have to say, above all, God. Let God take preeminence in your life. Exalt Him. Exalt Him. Exalt Him. Exalt Him. Exalt Him. So I want to challenge you and give you a homework. When you go back home today, think about all the dimensions of your life that you're struggling. Think about your emotional life. Think about the, your thought life. Think about your physical health. Think about relationships. Think about your financial life. Think about career. All of these areas, just write them down. And say, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, I submit to you. In all of these dimensions, I submit to you. You know, I'm saying, because as you list them down, you will see instances that you were rebellious. You will see instances where you have not submitted. You will see and remember times when you know in your heart that you tried to do it. But when you exalt Jesus over everything, He comes through. When He appears, you will also appear with Him in glory. Submission is such a gift. It's such a blessing. Submission is such a blessing, such a blessing. The world will tell you, you don't have to submit. Your voice, you know, your life, your rules, you don't have to do that. Be independent. But can I tell you, submission is a blessing. Submission will take the pressure off of you. Because the one whom you submit to will start taking responsibility of your life. He's already taken responsibility. But the thing is, we always snatch it away from him. We are like, you know, let me do this. 
what is it what is it that you are praying for what is it that you are yearning for in your heart is it your spiritual life is it growing in the lord is it growing in his kingdom is it growing in his purposes is it finances anything 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 that you put god first anything you will see it flourishing it will grow cannot happen that the zoe life the uncreated life that you have it cannot happen that you have that in one dimension it is not growing it is stagnant it cannot be it just cannot be that uncreated life of god that has been blessed that you are blessed with that abundance of life will overflow will overflow amen have you learned something something to apply for in your life amen i just want to encourage you church spend some time every day you know just like can i tell you something some of you should force yourself to fast because every time you are hungry you should remember oh i did not really spend time with the lord your hunger should be a reminder of not spending time with the lord we are too content sometimes it's not the sickness and the depression that is you know hindering us sometimes it's the blessings of god that we are content with that we are so complacent with that you know there is no longer that drive but remember remember how you began this journey remember let it come from a place of brokenness brokenness does not mean that you have to go through breakup every day okay brokenness just means that you recognize that i can't do this without you lord ha i can't do this without you the world recognizes me as a doctor the world recognizes me as an engineer the world recognizes me as a renowned person but i can't do this without you father i need you people recognize me as a pastor but i can't do this without you i need you i need you that's that's the place of brokenness that we are starting starting a prayer life starting a day from and then 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 i want to challenge you then you tell me that you don't see results that you don't see moving moving from one glory to another amen may god bless you come on let's pray father we thank you we thank you for your word we thank you for you have you have been so faithful you've been so faithful you've been so faithful and father we just thank you for being patient with us being patient in spite of us being so ignorant you have been so patient and thank you for all the doors that you have closed for us and thank you for all the doors that you have opened for us because father we know that your love your grace and kindness is what has kept them closed and is what has kept them open so father we pray that in these times of desperation and frustration we'll change that as hunger to know you hunger to spend time with your in your presence hunger for the purposes of your kingdom so that our minds are set on things that are above father i declare a renewal of the mind so that the things of god be aligned in our lives to set our lives in order in jesus name we pray amen god bless you guys